I wanted to share my love of nature, capturing the wildlife that was around me, footage to do with otters and kingfishers, footage that we put into hospitals and places where people have restricted access to the outdoors. Urban Jungle brings stories from people around the globe that design and build a better world. I am Magda Flores and this is Urban Jungle. Welcome. Did you know that where we live and how we interact affects our well-being? Yet, when we talk about well-being, we tend to talk about me. Well-being is about we, the community and the environment we live in. It is time to shift the paradigm from me to we. Check out the Urban Wellbeing Training courses developed in partnership with the UK's Chartered Institute of Water and Environmental Management at www.siwem.org. This is an interview with SJ Cooper-White. She is a filmmaker and strategist. SJ is MD of Whitespace, co-founder at Wildstream TV and director at Wild Island Film School. It is an absolute pleasure to have an award winner, and it is just amazing. Thank you very much, SJ, to have you here at Urban Jungle Hongla Urbana. How are you? Thank you so much. What a lovely introduction. I'm very well, Magda. Thank you for having me. In order to break the ice and so that we can place where you are, would you like to share a place you like to visit near where you live? Oh, do you know, I could probably list many places. But there is one that stands out for me, and it is opposite my cottage. I am very fortunate to own a cottage on the Isle of Mull in Scotland. It's a small island on the west coast of Scotland, and it's just absolutely stunning. Very, very beautiful. And I pinch myself every day. I, I can't quite believe it. There is a spot that it overlooks a lock, Loch Kewen, and when the tide is out, you can walk across and there's a small headland and you get this amazing view of the bay and the, the entire lock. And I often go and sit there with a cup of tea, very British. And I watch otters if I'm lucky and wading birds. There's something very encapsulating. The bay seems to sort of give you a little hug. It's a very special place. And yep, so that would be absolutely my special place to go and just chill out with a cup of tea. Thank you very much for sharing that. Many of us who love to walk, I think, should consider going across because it sounds absolutely idyllic. Now, you have a fantastic background. Please tell us about it. So I did a degree in graphic design and film theory, which feels like a very long time ago now. Um, I started a business literally the day after I gained my degree. And I set that business up, which is a design and marketing business called Whitespace. And I've been doing that for way too many years now. It's around about 26 years. In that time, it's fair to say there's a parallel with nature and wildlife and needing to be outdoors. And so without really knowing it, I was developing 
wildlife filming techniques because I was interested. I would borrow a camcorder or, you know, when I was young, I would be borrowing my parents' camcorder and filming things in the garden. So that's always been a parallel. So I wear many hats, it feels, and I think many of us do these days, actually. I ran the design business and at the same time was, you know, making sure that I was always getting time outdoors. Years down the road, I bought a house which I'm very lucky to have otters outside and kingfishers and I was very immersed in nature. So I suppose I started to build more serious camera techniques, if you like, uh, around capturing the wildlife that was around me. And from that, Wildstream TV grew, which is a community interest charity. We produce really lovely footage that we put into hospitals and places where people have restricted access to the outdoors. And so I wanted to share my love of nature and the privilege, actually, that I have around me. And so we, we've got lots and lots of amazing footage to do with otters and primarily otters and kingfishers. And we made these sort of hour and a half long films. And they're in, you know, cancer treatment centres and, you know, places where people have a very sterile environment it's a wonderful thing to do. It's a wonderful thing to share. So yes, so Wildstream TV has become a real thing. And I really urge your listeners to take a look and just sit and enjoy some of the clips that are on our website or on our social media channels. So how did it happen? Because you are absolutely ahead of your time. I mean, now we do know that mental health is a huge thing. Now we do know that it is really necessary to provide a little peace to our mind and whether we do it through being able to meditate to quieten all those voices and all that chaos that sometimes some of us hear and for you to have thought about sharing and bringing in the wildlife into as you called it a sterile environment it is something way way ahead so were you actually walking with um some community people that then said, hey, let's take it to hospitals. How did that happen? So Magda, actually, it was a, a far more personal experience. I had a very serious accident many years ago, and it resulted in me having uh, a brain tumour. And I spent an awful lot of time in hospital. And in those times, what I was doing was I was reaching for my mobile phone and I had a live feed of the activity that was going on in my garden. And I would watch these clips because I was spending so much time without being able to go outside. I was very poorly for a long time. And I would use, without being terribly aware, I realized it was a form of meditation for me. And so I would click onto the cameras and just lie in my hospital bed watching, you know, a little stick across a river, a little branch where, you know, nothing might happen for a long time. And then all of a sudden a kingfisher would land and I could feel a very physical sensation in my body. You know, I was reacting in a very, very positive way. 
And I remember looking around my environment in the hospital and seeing other people and feeling really sad that they didn't have what I had in front of me on this, you know, little mobile phone screen. And, and so afterwards I, I vowed that I would find a way of sharing this and taking it into those kind of buildings and those kind of places. So that's really how it came about. I, you know, I definitely was spending a lot of time in the garden knowing that I wasn't terribly well, not too sure what was wrong with me, but my go-to was always to go outside, just sit on the riverbank, just be near water, listen to the sounds, and just really immerse myself in nature. And, you know, it's been said a million times, but nature really is the best medicine. It is absolutely amazing as you were describing what you were seeing in terms of the river and the otters, the little branch on the river. I tell you what, I got goose pimples. I could see it. <laughs> I mentioned that I like walking and I did a, a three-month walk and it was just absolutely amazing. There were all sorts of people from completely different backgrounds wow. and what people experienced in a commonality was that peace of mind, that being able to walk on your own or sit for long periods of time and just admire in awe of everything that surrounds us. And that is just an absolutely positive experience rather than <laughs> come up with all these weird thoughts. You know, it is just relaxation. It is just peace of mind. It's taking away the noise, you know. Um, we have an in constant internal noise and sometimes we just need to find methods to stop that. So, yeah, I I completely hear what you're saying. So how fantastic. I mean, it would be very nice if, in a way, we had enough resources with the NHS to actually bring this to every ward around the whole of the UK or around the world. Yes. Because many people may not be able to be so mobile as to be able to be in the outdoors. Yeah, that's my that's my dream, you know, even even down to, you know, not not just hospitals, but places like, you know, I have a I have a fascination with what would it be like to have it on the underground in London, on the tube, you know, where so many people just stand crammed together, not speaking, not interacting, not engaged with any of their surroundings, really. And how incredible would it be to have a a kingfisher on a screen just suddenly appear as if it were live footage i believe and there and there are studies to support this but i believe that it would change the physicality in that space i think it would change the way people engaged with each other so i think this could be far more reaching than just you know, feeling a bit poorly and not being able to get out. I think there could be a, a societal shift somehow, perhaps. I don't know. Um, it would be fascinating to trial it for sure. It's, it's absolutely amazing. And do I assume that that is why you are also involved in the film school? So Wild Island Film School is something that was set up about five years ago now on the Isle of Mull up in Scotland. And it happened really quite by chance, I was asked if I would help somebody out filming 
filming wildlife on the island and I said yeah you know of course why not and what happened in that time together with this person was quite a revelation not only for them I think but definitely for me because I've never considered myself a teacher or an educator I would never profess to be that but there was something about that time that really clicked for me and it made me feel good it made me feel like I was helping and I just came away from that feeling just great you know really positive and I thought well I don't know maybe I could just very cautiously put an ad you know put something out there see if people are interested and my word you know people are interested and it's gone from the strength and it is now I now run four day residential courses up on the island it's magical it's truly magical one of my real things about this actually about the film school is offering a safe supported space especially for women because I think in this industry that we're in which is nature and wildlife, and it feels wrong to call it an industry, but it is. I think that women, even down to, and I've had, you know, many, many an anecdote shared around even just going into a bird hide on a nature reserve is intimidating for a woman on her own. And I'd love to make more noise about this. I would love to talk more about this because it's real. It's a thing. And I have it myself. If I spend any time on my own, if I'm filming, if I'm going into nature reserves, I'm aware that there are considerations I have to put in place that men don't. And that's not okay. You know, we shouldn't be living like that. So the film school is something that has become uh it started with a sort of well yeah maybe I could do that yeah I don't mind helping out to uh this is a thing and I now run these courses and I'm extremely proud of it so it's it's gone from strength to strength and I run it through the spring and the autumn and a little bit into the winter on the island and you get to see just about every every type of weather there is and and how the wildlife behave you know through the seasons it's just fantastic oh what a very nice scene I, I can't imagine a group of friends actually booking it and having a great time on the island and doing the film residential that would be absolutely amazing of course you could have people from anywhere really I do I have international students I have men women of all ages of all abilities and what I say is if you have never touched a camera in your life before great even better actually you know it really doesn't matter anybody can do this course because it really is about immersing yourself in nature and learning the art of storytelling you know that's important but it it really is about challenging oneself and I have students that come because they just want an experience they want to do something a little bit more than just wildlife photography and I also have students who are looking to go on to do an MA and actually get into the industry so it's really varied and it very much keeps me on my toes I can tell you. 
Oh, it would be really nice to go with my daughter. I think that would be a, a very nice bonding exercise for anyone to do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you you must come. <laughs> I'll certainly do that. And you've got white space. So that must have given you a great deal of experience in a variety of areas within the whole graphic design, website design area. I think one of the things I've realized of late actually is that, you know, my skill set is quite transferable, whether I'm picking up a stills camera or a, approaching a branding exercise or a, a website development. Actually, it always comes down to storytelling. It's all about communicating. So the skill set is the same. I'm just transferring it into different ways. You know, the company Whitespace, I've been running that for about 26 years now. And yes, I've worked in just about every sector you can think of. I've developed brands from one person startups to, you know, multi-million pound global enterprises. And I approach each one the same. I just, I love it. It's, you know, it's, it's a wonderful, I've had a wonderful career and I've managed to do, you know, lots of uh, film work and, you know, whether, I mean, that's mostly commercial and uh, advertising, but in some ways it's far more challenging than sitting and waiting for an otter to come along, you know, <laughs> But, but the technology is very similar and, and the approach can be very similar too. Absolutely, I can imagine. And of course, bringing all these things together and the storytelling side is, I assume, how you have also done all this work in your films. So would you please tell me a little bit? You got these awards, right? Four awards. What were you doing? I mean, were you just grabbing yourself a cup of coffee and then you saw a letter? I mean, how were you told that you had uh, won these awards? It was a real shock, actually, because I wrote a, a monologue back in lockdown and it's called Do You See Me? And it was based around some of my own experiences, but also some experiences of an actor that I was working with and and I never set out to write this it wasn't a plan I just often some of my better work I have to say sort of happens and I'm not that conscious of it so there's something going on there something subconscious going on there so I wrote this monologue it you know it kind of came together really well. It was performed really well. The actor was tremendous. Um, her name is Dixie Newman. I give her a shout out. She's a fantastic actor. And afterwards, I thought, well, yeah, you know, we could probably put that into some film festivals and just kind of see how it goes and really just hope for some feedback. You know, went on to win, you know, four laurels and, you know, a couple of outright wins. <laughs> could you believe it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know, you you described was I just sat with a cup of tea? I was just at my computer working, and an email email came in, and and there you go, and you just sort of sit back and you think, wow, <laughs> that's 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 quite a thing. Um, so yes, it was hugely encouraging actually, because I've I've never really been too worried about film festivals or awards or you know that that's not that doesn't really motivate me if I'm honest but it's been 
very exciting and very rewarding and uh yeah lots of people have been talking about it including you so yeah it's good fun <laughs> well absolutely you also got an honorable mention as remarkable mm. wow wow because it is a very insightful piece it is really about life and and it just touches the heart yeah i think that that piece do you see me has reached people in a way that I didn't expect and I have to say that I don't do those kind of things lightly I don't put any of myself to my work for recognition lightly I'm a very shy person I'm a very much a behind the cameras type of person but it has reached people and whether that whether that's because of the weirdness of the lockdown that we were in because we've come out of that i think we're all maybe a little bit more honest about our mental health and our identities so it's been heartwarming actually that people have reacted so um positively around it absolutely i mean you must go for your walks in the wild and just all of a sudden find yourself smiling and thinking wow and keep walking yeah yeah right because of course life goes on and of course you'll have many more projects to come because uh, you always seem to have lots of projects in your head and on the go mm -hmm. but it's still yeah heartwarming and would you tell us three things that you have learned in the last few years please well um it's quite a tricky question But one of the things relating to my film school, the thing that I've realized is that the film school is not actually about wildlife. It's about human beings and it's about being human and our need for connection, whether that's with nature, with another human being or in a combination of the two. And so when I set up Wild Island Film School, I had a business hat on and I thought, right, this is a, a film school for wildlife filmmaking and I'm going to do it for this amount of money and it will be a very positive thing. I believe in it. I'm passionate about it. And I suppose as time's gone by, I realize I'm in the business of people and I grateful that I have that recognition within myself because people make the difference. I suppose another thing that I've learned recently on a very personal level is just how transient life is, that nothing is forever. You know, it, it's a saying that is used a lot, but I have really felt that of late and that in order to survive and adapt and be successful self-reflection is vital and i'm aware actually that not everyone does it or they don't do it very well or they don't do it to any real level and i think that really being brave enough to call yourself out and connect with all of the good things about oneself and all of the not so good things about oneself and address them. So yeah, um, 
life is short, nothing is forever. And, um, you know, seize the moment. And another thing I've learned, and this is trivia, this is, this is a little bit lighter, actually, than, than what I've just mentioned. Um, during Wildstream TV filming Kingfishers, I became utterly obsessed, utterly obsessed. And I wanted to know everything about what a Kingfisher does in a day. And through filming constantly, I managed to pick up lots of clips of watching a kingfisher in the day nodding off having a little nap properly closing its eyes and just sleeping i i just you know i just found that so magical it was just wonderful to capture that and we went on to capture several moments of that in different locations we then became really quite obsessed about where and how a kingfisher goes to sleep at night. And I, I would urge your listeners to visit Wildstream TV website because there's this wonderful clip where you see the kingfisher falling asleep and spending the whole night asleep and waking up in the morning going about its day. One thing I learned was that just like human beings, kingfishers will fall asleep in the day. They'll have a little nap. So it's wonderful. So a power nap. That's what we need to do. A power nap to be good kingfishers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, power nap. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> and of course, nodding. Because nodding is, well, in, in the way we understand it, it's a positive thing, whatever whatever reason they are doing it. Yes, and it actually is nodding. You can see it just slightly rocking. It's just a wonderful clip. Yeah, so I was very excited to uh, learn that, and it, it was a great privilege to be able to see it. Oh, I'll pay more attention to Kingfishers, absolutely. And what is next for S.J. Cooper-White? So what is next? Well, this year, for me, it's going to be all about adventuring, and that can be micro-adventuring from just going out and sitting with a cup of tea somewhere. Um, but what I plan to do is a lot of getting in my Land Rover and finding really special places out on the island, in the wilds, nobody around. And I'm going to be really brave and I'm going to sleep under the stars and I'm going to have a campfire and I'm going to really live and breathe every second of that. And I plan to document it too. So watch this space. Uh, I probably put out some kind of channel just showing that it's absolutely fine for us to go out and have these adventures. So I'm very excited about that. Oh, how very fantastic. I really look forward to that. I might uh, see if you are doing it in the winter, maybe with a very, very cozy cup of tea or chocolate, really. Maybe in the summer, I might attempt to learn a few lessons and follow suit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I think, you know, you, you should never be put off by the weather because right now you're in very warm Mexico, but, you know, living in Scotland, you just have to get on with it. <laughs> yes, and also be very brave. <laughs> so I have to develop my <laughs> being brave. And how may we contact you? Primarily, I would say Wild Island Film School. .co.uk, 
wildstreamtv.co.uk and my design website is whitespace-brand.co.uk. Fantastic. SJ, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. This is Urban Jungle with your host, Magda Flores. Thanks for joining. And if there is a topic or people you would like to hear from, all you have to do is drop me a line. My email address is urbanwsolutions at gmail.com. Urban environments need your help. Be part of the solution. Check out our training courses on urban well-being. Developed in partnership with SIWEM, the UK's Chartered Institute of Water and Environmental Management at www.siwem.org.